having a definitive closure to your school year. A lot of times, especially if you're a new homeschooler and you've had expectations that you have not, you don't feel that you've met and you, you feel like all of these things are undone. Welcome to the Homeschool Journal, a show that unpacks the joys and journeys of the classical homeschool family. Here's your host, Carrie McGraw. We're going to talk about how do you handle a new schedule for summer that's coming upon you quickly. We're also going to share with you some of the activities that our families have done over the years. And then talk about do you ever cover curriculum over the summer? Stay with us on our show today while we introduce you to some summer fun and get you ready for the months that you are looking forward to. Let's hop into our show. Well, Amy and Debbie, here we go. I'm so excited to talk to you today about summer fun. Thanks for being here. Happy to be here. Looking forward to it. Yes, happy to be here, Carrie. Great, great. So let's let our friends know a little bit about why I um, asked Amy and Debbie to come on today, because these are two experienced moms. We've already had that conversation about we're going to call ourselves experienced, or maybe I'll use the word (laughs) seasoned, right, ladies? Amen. <laughs> and and so Amy is um, a 25-year homeschool veteran, and she has nine children, and three of them still remain at home. Um, so they are going to they are third and sixth and twelfth grade. So she sends another one off to college here soon. And our dear Amy and her husband Sam are going to have 19 grandchildren come July. Yay, Amy! Right? Yay, amazing. All by myself. No, no. <laughs> Yay for grandkids. <laughs> Yay for grandkids. And and Debbie has seven children, ages 26 down to seven. So her remaining three at home are 11th, 8th, and 1st grade. And Debbie, I don't I don't remember the n- grandchildren count for you. Oh, I got number one coming this summer in July. That's right. Oh, how exciting. So exciting. Yay. So, so as you all can tell, these are my seasoned and experienced homeschool mom friends that are going to talk to us about summer fun and how we jump into the summer. And, and I want to say, I'm going to give you a quick reflection on my summer months just to open us up here. I always was so excited to have the summer months come up, but I was also frightened at the same time because I loved what was always perceived as this great summer freedom. And then I was scared to death. How am I going to fill all these hours of what we took as a traditional summer break? And part of the reason why why my family did that is because, um, one, I did like, you know, to run that traditional school year. I, I For many years, I had some uh, one of the children in Highlands Latin School. Um, almost all of my homeschooling years, I, I was double schooling it. It was homeschool and private school. And, and so those summer months for us seemed to be pretty traditional. What about you ladies? Did they seem to be pretty traditional for you guys? Definitely. Traditional for me. Uh, well, we started homeschooling when my oldest was in fifth grade, and I think there was only like two years in there when I didn't have somebody going to some school somewhere. And so, yeah, very much just followed the school year because trying to get kids to do school in the summer when siblings are not doing right. school is never happening. <laughs> right, yeah, Amy. What about was, you? Yeah, I would say very much the same. I I had ideas of schooling year round, and now I just kind of giggle when moms tell me they're going to do that. But I know some people can and do 
but we need closure for sure. Right. And I do talk to moms on a fairly regular basis that do have, you know, kind of, they have an extended break in the summer, but it may not be that, you know, two and a half to three months that, um, that my family took or your all's families took. So I do want to recognize that as we talk about these summer months. So let's talk about how our families approached um, this, the shift in the family schedule, because it is a shift. Now it's a happy one on the beginning end, you know, to, to welcome that summer months. But do you guys plan out your summer months? Do you kind of just let it come? And, um, or is there a list of things that you all want to get done? Let's, let's talk to Amy first about how you plan and get ready for this shift in the, in the schedule. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm not queen planner. I am, I am definitely more the spontaneous mom by nature, but I, 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 as I looked back, Carrie's always making me look back and think about things. <laughs> and, um, I realized how the Lord has always put me with planners. Like I have friends that are planners. I have kids that are planners. And, um, so that's been a nice balance that's kind of made me um, rise up to that occasion. But I would say uh, this hit me when I was talking to a young mom. Um, it is kind of like, forgive me, but the when you first have a baby and you just let that let that demand nursing happen for a couple of weeks, and then you're like, okay, it's time to get this baby on a schedule. And that's what always happens. It's like, okay, we're going to glut. We're going to have donuts. We're going to sleep in. We're going <laughs> to watch as many cartoons as possible. Um, in the old days, it was as many videos as we had yeah. over and over again. Jungle Book a thousand times. But um, then you're like, you're ready, you know? And I like having certain days for certain things. And I like having um, some things you have to get done before you get to go do those things. And, um, I, I was thinking you kind of avoid, especially when you have the big crowd, if you, when you have the big crowd, it's different for me now, but back in the day, it was like, if I didn't have a plan, it was like a coup, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and I don't want a coup. So I'm going to have a little, a little plan and they think, okay, mom is still kind of in control. And so anyway, yes. At least if they think that, right, Amy? Right, right. (laughs) What about you, Debbie? Gosh, you know, I typically start out in May going, I have all summer in front of me. We're going to get all this stuff done. I've got this big, long list and, and this is the schedule we're going to follow. And then life happens and, and none of it gets done. But we all enjoy our summer. So yeah. <laughs> I, I remember last last spring, I was like, okay, so I'm going to get up in the morning. We'll have our breakfast. We'll do our chores. By 9 o'clock, we'll be ready to work. We'll do two hours of work, like big projects around the house, right? Like sorting through the old toys and figuring out what to give away and, and doing some big cleaning and, and building projects. And, and then we'll have lunch, and then we'll have the afternoon. We'll We'll either go swimming or we'll go to a playground or we'll do something and then we'll come back and have dinner. And and I don't even think I got through a full week of actually doing that kind of schedule because <laughs> <laughs> there's always something, right? The teenagers, well, that's when my, my friends are wanting to, to play some game on Discord. And and then, you know, the little ones are like, but, but it's so nice outside right now and it's going to be hot later. So I want to go out and play outside right now. And how do you say no to that? Right. So, <laughs> so, so our summer morphs into a lot of uh, sleeping, book reading, and, and playing. And 
<laughs> and a lot of the big plans just kind of go away. And, but that's and, okay. And that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I have to say, I'm on that ultra planning um, spectrum, or at least I was. And and we'll talk about how that kind of changes through the years. And that's why, you know, I brought Amy and Debbie here because they've got great reflections on that. But, you know, I was the ultra planner. I mean, I planned it out week by week. I, <laughs> I always had a list of things that I wanted to get done and um, had organized things prior to summer. And my, my one caveat was I never quite got through the list. I, I I will say that. And I think I'm a grand list maker and then a mediocre list completer when it comes to that. And so even though I was this great planner, you know, I, I, I kind of overplanned and I have to be really careful with that um, because I want to also feel that sense of achievement. And I'm crazy about, you know, checking things off with a red pen. It's just nuts. So, so let's move into um, talking about the activities that we've done with our families over the summer. And when we talk about these activities, um, let's you know really talk about and recognize the fact that they change through the years. You know, if we've got a young mom that's listening right now that has, you know, maybe kids up to 10 or 11 years, and then you move into those teen years, and then you move into those years like Debbie talked about, you know, where you're spanning it all. Um, you know, it really does kind of shift. And so when we talk about activities, ladies, just share with us, maybe, you know, like Amy said, I'm, I'm, I'm making you reach back, you know, and look <laughs> back, um, just look back and then, and then bring us forward, you know, into how you handle the summers now, um, when you've, you know, sent quite a few kids off into the world, you know, I'm down by 50%, um, in my yeah. home. <laughs> Debbie, I'm down by 70. You're down by 70. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. And, and that's hard. That's hard too. That's another podcast, Amy, (laughs) letting go, go. right? That's right. Well, Debbie, let's start with you. Talk to me about like the activities that you get done or planned or made it through in the summer, you know, recognizing those, those age shifts. Yeah, I think, um, you know, there's a, a big change in how the summers go once that oldest kid hits babysitting age. Uh, because before that time, you have to take everybody with you everywhere you go. So you do things differently. <laughs> once you have one that can babysit, then you can grab other ones and drive them all around and, and do all sorts of things and not have to take all the, the little ones. So, you know, when they were all little, our summers were basically just a lot of them played summer ball, just you know, rec league at the the city league. So there was ball practice and and ball games and we'd go to the pool. We'd hang out with friends. We lived in a neighborhood where there were kids on the street. So they'd play outside with the kids. And, but if any, like I said, if anybody had to go anywhere, you took everybody. And, and so you, you learned to try to, you know, hope that the ball practice had a playground for the little kids to play on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But yeah, as, as they get older, the, the, I had one that went to high school, he played football. So there was football practice every day in the summer. Right. And then they turned 16 and they get a job. And so, uh, then the teenagers are kind of out of the picture for the summer because they're, they're doing their own thing. Um, and it's, I think now so often it's, um, they play with each other a lot over the summer because you know I had seven total home at one time uh 
but now I feel like my little one's seven and the next oldest is 13. And so the seven-year-old can sometimes get the 13-year-old to play with her or even her 17-year-old sister. But I feel like I, I'm actually working a little bit more now to make sure she's got stuff to do because she doesn't have all the siblings to play sure, with. Sure. Yeah. The other ones did. Um, but uh, so, you know, I try to make time to, to go to the pool and to go on hikes and bike rides and stuff that, you know, sometimes the, the kids all did on their own that I kind of have to make sure that, well, she gets to do some of that fun stuff too. Sure. And you know, for for me, Debbie, it was like, I mean, when I got down to homeschooling, just one, that was, that was a big shift too. (laughs) So the summers are just as much. And Debbie, you talked about the babysitters. Let me tell you, and I know you all both know this. Let's talk about those drivers. Okay. We anticipate, oh, I know we anticipate that with great fright, but then it comes and we're going, wow, you can drive somebody to ball practice. (laughs) This is great. (laughs) So Amy, what about you? What kind of activities have you all gotten done through the years? Yeah, well, let me, I want to respond to Debbie's thing about her youngest, because I was thinking that the two extremes, um, like when my little ones were all together, we were home most of the time, unless we were, because there was a chunk of time we were in the country. So their summers were go outside and find something to do, mainly, unless we were going to go swim. And um, they had each other to stimulate each other to figure out some game they were going to going to do, you know, Mm -hmm. just having I loved having the margin of there is nothing that has to interrupt this. They can go. They had they had what we called the little woods, which were safe and close. And, um, you know, the amount of playing and uh, creative, inventive things that I think still fuel my sons in their um, in their businesses, you know, they figure things out. And I love that. But now you, that I think it takes almost more effort when you have less. Now that I'm down to, um, two at home and I feel for Debbie with that, just one bottom. So I have two at the bottom. She has one at the bottom and it's a completely different atmosphere. And it's, it's so sweet. Like you wouldn't trade it for anything, but it does take more effort thought. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just happen. And my elders would probably say, Hey mama, it didn't just happen for us either. I don't know. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, we did play. We did, we did swim. We, I had a, a good friend with a great pool that, you know, two days a week it was set. And now it's provided through my sister. She has a great pool two days a week are for family swim. And so we just know that those are the days we go. And so that's been pretty consistent. Um, we do, we've never been big vacation people, but we do, um, we used to always go visit Sam's dad in the summer. And that was so fun. That was vacation. Um, he's passed away now. So now Aww. it's, Oh, there's that gap. We really feel it, you know? So we're kind of coming up. Well, we should probably figure out a way to have a McVeigh camp because <laughs> it would be nice to have a place where we could all just be together because we miss that. 
And that's um, that transition, I, you know, that's, that's yeah. you know, thinking forward now to when the kids are older. And if you don't mind, Amy, let me reflect on, you know, the loss of um, your, your, your father-in-law. And, you know, that's one of the things that was really important to us and still is because we have all of our grandparents still, um, we're very blessed. Mm-hmm. And so spending those summer months focusing on family, focusing on time that we can spend with our grandparents when the school year is so um, busy. Um, that's yes. one of the things that we really spent time because like you said, we couldn't take summer vacations either because of my husband's job. And so really it was all about catch up with friends, catch up with family. Um, and, and like I said, I'm, I was a planner and so I would plan out themed weeks and we had <laughs> a craft week and we had a playground week. Um, and we had, you know, a swimming pool time that was regular, all that kind of stuff. And I mean, all of the crafts that we went through, they still exist around my house. The kids are like, mom, why did you get rid of that? I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm saving that forever. Um, and then my <laughs> husband's like, please clear out the storage room. I'm like, no, I'm not ready. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I love from, it. yeah, it, but that's what it is. It's memories. And so to, to just kind of address our young, young families out there where, you know, they're doing, you know, what both of you all have said in, in that, you know, the kids may entertain themselves. Um, that's beautiful. And what an incredible set of memories that creates. So, you know, while you're, you can have on the one hand, a Uber planner like me, which is not always the best blessed thing. It really isn't those precious moments of where they run, they create their own games. They're outside just being um, creative and using their imagination. Um, that's a huge blessing too. Don't you think ladies? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So, okay. But let's talk about, um, Summer, have you ever had to use summer, you know, to cover some curriculum a little bit more practically, you know, looked at summer and said, okay, we just didn't get everything done. We're going to have some fun, but we've got to finish a few things. Um, did that ever happen to you guys? Oh, I try not to let it happen. Uh, yes, <laughs> Actually, Debbie, right. I, I take that back. Usually in like February or March, I'm looking ahead and I'm going, oh, okay. So this summer, you know, we, we got a little behind in spelling so we can catch up in spelling. And, oh, there's this, this really neat unit study that, that, you know, we could do that over the summer, you know, because you want to do all the things, right? You yes. don't have time right. for all the things during the school year. So you're like, I can do this during the summer. And, and, and look, there's this great online class. It's a few weeks during the summer. We can do that. And then I get to May like I am right now. And we're finishing up towards the end of the lesson plans that we have for the regular year. And I'm going, what in the world was I thinking? Why do I want to do that? Like I need my time off. Like I, I don't school year round mostly because of me, not because the kids don't want to school, but like I need time where I am not the teacher. Amen. <laughs> you Amen. know, I, I need time to just do, you know, I hear homeschoolers say so often, how do you do everything? Like, how do you keep the house clean and, and cook and, and do the dishes and, and do the laundry and still teach? And I'm like, well, I teach and my kids eat usually. And <laughs> <laughs> there's dishes everywhere. They're usually dirty, but they get clean. And, you know, we end up with clothes to wear, but 
over the summer <laughs> is also a time where I'm just like, okay, I'm going to clean out the closets, right? Because I feel like all year we've just been kind of shoving things in corners. And so, you know, it, it's the time when I can just kind of regroup right, and, yeah. and get myself together. And so when I need to, uh, I've got a, my first grader this year has not gotten very far in the spelling book. And I really want to be online with those second grade plans next year. So we might do spelling over the summer, but it's it's hard when there's kids that don't have to finish their work and then there's one that does and why would you know it's it's so hard to to stop play and focus on school well debbie you said something really important you said you know you need the break and and i really want our parents to hear that you know it's very true we need the break just as much as the kids do and i would always encourage parents you've got to have some of that downtime so amy what about you is there was was there time when you you really needed to kind of fill in some curriculum or anything like that Well, this will go into my thing at the very end, but I would say, yes, there were oftentimes I really was so far from being done, Um, but it never, it never worked out very well. And so (laughs) I've gotten, I've gotten to the point where I know myself and I, I have reasonable expectations. And so I like having something in the pocket to pull out, but it's not a must, you know, like. I know July hits, it's super hot there. We don't even want to swim. It's so hot, you know, Mm -hmm. and there's not a lot to do. So, okay, we're going to pull this out this week and I'll make my list. So instead of often we do math facts, you know, like the, we'll have, we'll have math facts. We have a little, uh, app that I use called extra math that I love and they log into their name. And so it keeps their progress. We do that. So like on the whiteboard, I might have math facts, read for 30 minutes after the first two weeks of mad summer nothingness, you know, and then that's easy. That's easy. They can do it on their own. It nourishes them. It's great. But maybe by July, we might pull out something that really they did not finish well and I did not oversee well. But if we don't, we don't. If that, if that makes sense. Well, sure it does. Absolutely. Um, I I have to say, yes, I remember a particular summer when I got through the school year and I said, we have got to do, you know, this subject in the summer. I just have to set it aside and we'll dribble through the summer. And, and me being the planner that I was, it was kind of like, like what you all said, like, you, you know, by 9am you're doing this and that kind of stuff. So you know, it, there was, I always had grammar worksheets on hand or Latin flashcards or math flashcards or math worksheets. And even if I just went and bought them from a local bookstore, it was part of filling that time for my kids through a day and making sure that they weren't in front of electronics. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So if we had a rainy day or we couldn't all go outside and play, or it wasn't one of my themed weeks, 
you know, <laughs> there were, um, there was, there was still some kind of backup plan to fill that time. And oftentimes it was just some of the worksheets. If it wasn't, you know, something I had to just say, look, we're going to cover this in the summer. And I even went so far as to have a summer binder for each kids on oh the worksheets. <laughs> that, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm crazy. I That's totally get special. it. No, I don't think it's special, Amy. I think it's nuts, but you know, but I, I did, I had a summer binder and that was more me. Like that was just if, okay, all right, we don't know what we're doing right now. Okay, let's go get the summer binder. And they're like, oh my gosh, you're going to pull out a worksheet. I'm like, yes, I am. But you only have to do this for 15 minutes. You know? So my kids would quickly figure out that if they keep themselves occupied, mom won't pull that binder out. Yeah. <laughs> but if the electronics come out, the binder comes out. So yeah. Oh. That is not a bad idea. That is so good. <laughs> That's yeah. Then they'll get creative, right? And then exactly. <laughs> hey, that could spur some creativity and make sure they're not on electronics just by threatening them with a summer binder. I, I think one of uh, one of Daddy's favorite uh, phrases is, "If you're inside, you're working." <laughs> you're oh, really quickly yeah. outside and playing. <laughs> I like that, you know. And you all talked about summer projects, and yes, that happened in our house for sure because I call them minions, ladies, minions, and I'm yes. losing my minions <laughs> as we have already talked about. <laughs> Oh man, they're dwindling. I don't have enough kids to clean all of my blinds and everything. <laughs> I know. I was just saying, I'm going to have to actually relearn how to do the dishes because all my dishwashers <laughs> are growing up and out. So, <laughs> you know, that's another thing we did in the summertime. You know, as we transition to older, now that I have teenagers, obviously, like two of them are out of my house, but now that I'm left with just teenagers, they plan menus. And they cook. And so I take yes. that summertime to teach them because the school year with all the ball games and all that kind of stuff is um, is is too busy. Um, you know, all that stuff that happens outside of school time. And so now they cook um, and I've got to send them off into the world with some domestic skills. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I tell you what, every Saturday morning I wake up to a wonderful breakfast. It's usually biscuits and gravy because oh. that is my 13 year old's absolute favorite. Oh. And he started when he was nine. He wanted wow. biscuits and gravy for breakfast. And I'm like, Oh, do you know how much work that is to make? <laughs> and he's like, well, teach me. And now he just makes it oh, because he wants it, you know? So it's, That's it's awesome. really wonderful that they just have that freedom to do that. Amy's you know? going to get hers cooking. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a nine-year-old son. I'm ready. Let's go. I'm going to show him this. You just have to figure out what their favorite foods are and then stop making it. And then they're all, all of a sudden show interest. That's the truth because ours is monkey well, bread and waffles. Oh, oh my gosh, together. <laughs> well, no, not at the same time. That would be way too much of a carb overload. <laughs> Well, listen, ladies, let's close with a final word of advice for our, our homeschool friends out there as they approach summer, as they're maybe planning or maybe not planning summer, um, as the three of us are all on that spectrum differently. Um, what would mm -hmm. your final words of advice be as they approach the summer? Um, I would just, my heart to pass on is having a definitive closure to your school year. And, and that to me addresses the fact that a lot of times, especially if you're a new homeschooler or an, an older one, but if you're an older one, you're more used to this. If you're new and you've had expectations that you have not, you don't feel that you've met and you, you feel like all of these things are undone. Um, look at it objectively, call Carrie and she'll tell you what you can let go of. And <laughs> 
and bring some closure to it. And then if you have older kids where you've gone through this before and, and, and you've dropped the ball or they've dropped the ball and you've let some things slide that you really, um, you want to do better. Look at that. Don't be in denial about it. Look at it, grieve it. I just had a, a situation recently where my daughter and I, we just had to grieve the fact that something really, a test went pretty bad. Mm. And um, so we had to look at it objectively, grieve it, put it away. Mm -hmm. So look at it, plan for next year because we want to keep growing, Mm -hmm. but then shake off all of that, you know, guilt. I didn't get it done. Don't let it haunt or oppress your summer. I just really want to preach release, freedom, but learn and grow. I agree. Debbie, how about you? There you go. I like that. Um, yeah, I would say try to really know yourself and your family dynamics. I think so often, especially with uh, people that haven't been homeschooling as long, you see all the blogs, you see all your friends talking, you you talk to people like Carrie who are like, yeah, I have a binder with all the stuff we're going to do each week, right? <laughs> and you think, oh my gosh, how am I going to do all this? Some people really need structure, right? Some people... Yeah year round because their family works better when the kids are on a routine every day. And if you break that routine for the summer, it really messes them up. If that's the way your family is, then keep following your routine, right? Like that's okay. But if, if it's not, if you're like me and you're like, I just need to be done, then, then be done and enjoy your summer and don't feel guilty if you're not doing everything that you feel like is summer enrichment you have to do because I'll tell you out of my seven kids who the youngest one is still not quite reading but out of all of them four of them learned to read over the summer between kindergarten and first grade when we weren't doing any curriculum like we ended kindergarten (laughs) and me going I don't know how we're going to start first grade because you're just not quite reading yet and then you know we put the we just stopped doing anything and then they're like but mom what about this book will you read it to me and I'm like I can't read it to you I'm too busy doing this other thing and they pick it up and they start reading <laughs> and you know if I have continued that curriculum with them over the summer I think they still wouldn't have been reading by first grade you know oh. <laughs> because they were fighting it oh. so they just needed that relaxing and to choose to do it themselves so learning does happen over the summer the kids will be very enriched anyway and so do figure out you in your family dynamics and and go from there and just make what works best for your family happen and don't feel guilty if you're not doing what everyone else is doing oh debbie thank you so good oh so good so good from both of you because those words of encouragement are so important on both spectrums you know debbie has given me permission to be that binder mom thank you so much because, <laughs> we yes. binder moms. well <laughs> you know i mean and she's right just recognizing you know what works for you but i would i want to tell families do not be afraid to play and I, I don't don't you know get too influenced by this crazy binder mom because you know within that binder you know it was also playtime and and take the time to play for, with your kids because guess what we get this only once 
and with with each kid at each stage and each age. And I would love for you to revel in it and love it and just cherish it and make those memories and photograph those memories um, so that you, you know, get to open that book back up later. Ladies, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your family summer fun with us. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you. Enjoy the talk. All right. God bless you, ladies, and God bless everybody else as you endeavor to have fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Homeschool Journal. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever else you get your podcasts. If you like our episodes, consider leaving us a positive review and sharing it with a friend. Help us to find more friends to join our homeschool family. I want to give a huge thank you to the Memoria Press Podcast Network for hosting our show and ask that you check out all of our great podcasts there. As always, I'm Carrie McGraw. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Memoria Press Podcast Network, providing a classical Christian perspective on the world of education. To learn more about Memoria Press, visit memoriapress.com. To connect with us, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.